Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. We're a writing team from New Jersey with a passion for film. An aggressive, all-consuming passion. Well, whenever we see a news article we find, like, insane, uh, immediately it's... How can we make a movie out of this? Every episode we read a crazy article from different sources and tumble down our own rabbit hole. Discussing cast, crew, and plot. And then we hash out a pitch for a feature film. So, join us as we BS about movies and ask the important question... What do you got? 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 Starring me and you. Uh, Today is episode 47. Thank you all for joining us. Hope you're having a great whatever day slash time slash weather you're reading, uh, listening to this. So whatever it happens to be, if it's if it's winter of 2027, I hope you're staying warm. Um, there's always a point in this podcast where you suddenly discover the nature of linear time and that everyone is not like listening to this live. I I don't understand it. I feel like time only happens as it happens. So there's no such thing as this existing at an alternate period. This feels like it might be tied to your narcissism. (laughs) It's tied to something. Um, uh, how are you doing today, Rob? How's your Friday going? I know you were working late last night, so. Yes, opening day for baseball. Opening day for baseball. Speaking of, I am I was, well, not right now because we're recording, but I was just watching uh, the Yankees opening day game. Um, what a mess. <laughs> Donaldson made some good plays. Judge is judge right now. I don't know how to handle that situation. He's holding out. It's, it's a good thing Cashman hasn't called me for my you know, expertise, because uh, I don't know what I would do. Were you expecting a phone call from Brian Cashman, general manager of the New York Yankees? I was, but at the same time, I blocked his number because I just didn't want to handle the hassle. You know what <laughs> I mean? So I was just like, oh, here's Cashy. I know he's going to to come at me with something. <laughs> um, well, I hope you're well rested, Rob, because we have a podcast to do. Yes, we do. Well, I was just about to ask, am I peaking? But you coughed loudly into the microphone. I, I'm going a little high on my end. Is it good on your end? It's fine by me. All right, I'll keep it. Um, all right, so uh, this episode, uh, this pitch is for uh, Rob's pitch because, uh, you know, we go back and forth in this. Um, so. We go both ways. We, we go both ways, man. It's 2022. No one's judging. You do what you want. Live your life. Live your best damn life. Look, if you take anything away from this podcast when listening to it, which I doubt you will, but if you do, be live gay. your best life. Be do gay, crime. do crime. Be gay, do crime. That's that's all we have to say. That's all we live by. Uh, and we're going to pitch a movie called Be Gay, Do Crime now. Someday. Um, <laughs> someday. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure we will at some point. Um, Rob, I'm going to I'm going to throw it over to you. You can get us started on uh, a Mr. David Rush from Idaho. Yes, an oddly appropriate name for the, uh, I don't know if he if he knows something we don't, like he's going to die soon, <laughs> because uh, David Rush um, has broken, I'll find it later in the article, he's broken so many world records, but he broke 52 Guinness world records in the span of one year, yeah, he's uh, averaging broken, one a week. Cur- yeah, currently a total of 150 records since 2015. Um, at the moment... What did the article say? 43 records for the 52 weeks have been confirmed, but it takes months for the Guinness Book of World Records to um, actually like basically vet 
the evidence and all that stuff to make sure it counts yeah. as a as a record winner. So there's still like ten or eleven that are uh, pending review. Yeah, you know they've got a lot of beer to make. So <laughs> this is just a side hustle. Is is it the same company? It is in fact the same company. They Wait, is it really? Yeah, Guinness started publishing the Book of World Records as a book to read in bars and in the bathroom. I actually had no idea. I thought you were making a funny. Nope. <laughs> it's the same people. <laughs> Excuse me. So, so there's a branch of the company that brews fine malt beverages. <laughs> and there's a branch of the company that is in charge of keeping track of, of how many has juggling. been done in human history. <laughs> Do you think they ever get like switched up? Like the guy from the beer section, they're like, oh, we're short staffed today. Do you mind going over to help with the records? <laughs> uh, we're bringing the nerds to the brewery today. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's, if you read the article, which obviously, as always, we recommend you do, there's also a video in it of kind of like a highlight of his 52 weeks and the hardest ones he's accomplished and such. Uh, there's a list of some very strange ones. Like, there's some things here that I wonder, like, why is this a world record? Who decided that, um, what is it? Uh, shoot, where's my favorite? Most kiwi fruits sliced in the air with a sword while standing on a Swiss ball in one minute. Like, who decided that? He, that, he decided that. Was was there you can a world just record? Propose these things. I guess so. Was there a world record for like most kiwi fruits sliced? And then someone was like, "All right, well, how about most kiwi fruits sliced in the air?" And then someone on top of that was like, "Okay, but what about with a sword?" And then someone was finally like, "What about while balancing on a Swiss ball?" Yeah, he's, just he's been going. smart about it. It's just one-upsmanship, the entire article. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of... When I read the headline, I was expecting him, as a character, to be that kind of person. Mm. Like, I was I was really expecting to come out of this with a very negative impression of David Rush. Yeah. Uh, which is on me, but they tell you right off the bat... Um, the reason he does this <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, that he's he does this essentially to promote uh, students to get into uh, STEM field science technology engineering and math um, and you know it, there's a quote from him here STEM is hard when a student struggles with science or fails at math they say they can never be an engineer in 2015 I broke my first Guinness World Record to create a tangible example for folks to show that if you do set your mind to a goal believe in yourself and pursue it with a passion you can accomplish nearly anything Going on to break an average of one a week is an extension of that to inspire kids to pursue hard STEM subjects and anyone to pursue anything that's hard. And I'm like, well, now you've ruined the movie. <laughs> yeah, because it definitely comes off as like this guy just wants to fuck over everybody else who's broken world records. But the moment you read this, this guy is literally doing this as a form of inspiration for especially young kids and STEM research and things like that, as the quote just stated uh, that Rob read. But yeah, it's it's about a guy being like, look, I put my mind to these things and I accomplished it every friggin week. If I can do this, why can't you? The man knows how to juggle. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite. And, and I know for a fact you were thinking the same thing uh, if you saw this is uh, records number 35 and 36 are the most T-shirts put on in 30 seconds <laughs> and 30 in uh, one minute. Yeah. which is just Joey from Friends. Yeah, it's literally just Joey. Look at me, I'm Chandler. Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> Maybe if I wasn't going commando. 
I felt so bad for him in that episode. He was clearly <laughs> on the verge of heat death. Funny enough, uh, when we went to the Friends exhibit in New York, which I think is actually still there, it's on like 23rd and Madison, I think, or yeah, I think 23rd and Madison or 23rd and 4th. Um, they have, you know, like a little museum section of like costumes and stuff worn. They have that actual like outfit of all the, I think I have a photo of it. I can send it to you uh, of oh, the outfit cool. with all the different shirts and ties and stuff like that on Joey. Can you get in it? <laughs> No, no, it's in like a glass case or something. I think all of that stuff is like, so you can't touch it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would like to do real quick. I would like to go back and forth reading the records in which he uh, completed. So if you want to start us off with number one, that, and, sure. and for everyone listening, these get weird and it's pretty yeah. damn cool. And these are the, these are the 43 that um, have been uh, officially, officially confirmed and registered. The yes. rest are still in the works. Right. Uh, here are the world records. He can officially add to his resume. Number one, fastest time to wrap a person with wrapping paper, team of two. Number two, fastest 100 meter jo- uh, joggling while with three objects whilst blindfolded for the male. Number three, fastest 100 meter while blindfolded. Number four, most consecutive axe juggling catches. Number five, most patches passes of a beach ball in one minute, team of two. Number six, most marshmallows caught by mouth in one minute. Number seven, most apples thrown and caught in mouth in one minute. How is it more than one? (laughs) Number eight, fastest 10 meter balancing a balloon on the face. Number nine, farthest distance traveled on an electric unicycle while juggling three objects. Number 10, most juggling catches while on a balance board blindfolded. Number 11, most passes of a giant inflatable ball in under three minutes. Team. Number 12, fastest time to wrap a person in cling film or plastic wrap. Number 13, most thumbtacks inserted into a cork board in one minute. I kind of want to see that one because to me, I I imagine the comedy version of it being like 10 thumbtacks. It's just a dude putting thumbtacks into a board, but no one's ever done it before in one minute. So they counted. Number 14, fastest time to complete a 10 meter shuttle run pushing a pram. Number 15, most toilet paper rolls balanced on the head. Number 16, fastest time to burst 10 balloons, team of six. Number 17, most table tennis balls caught in shaving foam on the head in 30 seconds, team of two. Number 18, farthest distance walking balancing a baseball bat on the chin. Number 19, most behind the back flying disc frisbee catches in one minute. Number 20, fastest flying disc relay 20 meter course. Number 21, most passes of a giant inflatable ball in three minutes. Number 22, longest duration balancing a chair on the chin. The number 23, most consecutive passes of a giant inflatable ball. I like that you said the number 23, well done. <laughs> number 24, most kiwis sliced on a balancing board in one minute. 25, most grapes thrown and caught in the mouth while juggling in one minute, team of two. 26, most consecutive catches of a spinning ball, a basketball. 27 fastest time to flip three water bottles 28 most kiwi fruits sliced in the air with a sword while standing on a swiss ball in one minute 29 longest duration balancing an object on the head 30 most juggling catches while on a balance board blindfolded 31 fastest time to arrange a chess set 32 fastest time to arrange a chess set team of two 33 longest duration juggling three objects while on a balance board 34, most glasses balanced on a stick held in the mouth. 35, most t-shirts put on in 30 seconds, team of two. 36, most t-shirts put on in one minute, team of two. 
37. Longest duration juggling three objects while on a Swiss ball. 38. Most grapes sliced in the air with a sword while standing on a Swiss ball in one minute. 39. Most juggling catches on a Swiss ball in one minute. It was three balls. Number 40. Fastest time to bounce a ping pong ball into five cups. Team of two. 41. Most football, soccer, arm rolls in 30 seconds. 42. Most bars of soap stacked in one minute. Team of two. And finally, number 43. Most drumstick flips in 30 seconds. Do you have any idea what a football arm roll is? Well, you know, imagine it passing the ball down your arm and kind of behind your neck along your shoulders. The other oh, arm. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Uh, yeah, those are the 43 world records that David Rush broke in 2021. So what did you guys do during quarantine? <laughs> uh, I got fat. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a world record? <laughs> I can keep working on it. Um, <laughs> so, of course, our congratulations to David Rush and, uh, you know, props to you for using something weird and cool to try and uh, try and get kids interested in. Yeah. And giving the extra the kids something. inspired into science. That's what you know, that's what the greats do. Neil deGrasse Tyson does it every day. Just inspire kids to science and engineering and all that really important stuff that we need people to do, because no, God knows I can't can. do it. <laughs> um. <laughs> So that's basically the premise of the article. Uh, he has officially broken 43 world records waiting on the last, I guess that's nine uh, mm-hmm. to be uh, officially reviewed by the Guinness World Record team. So what I'd like to do now uh, is something we we tend to do every episode. So, uh, Rob, what do you got? <laughs> wow, you, you really absolutely set that up on a T as hard as humanly possible. <laughs> um. <laughs> Welcome to the show. So, as I mentioned before, my immediate impression on reading the headline was, oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> um, and I was promptly uh, brought back down to earth from that. But um, you know what? I'm sticking with it. <laughs> this fucking guy. Yeah. My movie is called The Consolation Prize. Okay. Uh, it's directed by Adam McKay and starring Shailene Woodley and Will Poulter. Okay. <clears throat> so... <laughs> I, I was not trying to tee myself up there. I legitimately had something <laughs> in my throat. It just sounded that way. Um, so uh, in in this movie, uh, Shailene Woodley has just retired uh, as a uh, renowned uh, multiple medal winning Olympic athlete. Um, okay. I haven't decided what her particular sport was yet. It might be track and field, and I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, she's on the Wheaties boxes and stuff. You know, American <laughs> hero. Um, and she's recently retired. She's married to Will Poulter, who is a, a just a guy. Yep, just a guy. Um, he's, just, he's just a guy. What are you going to do? Guy. He's just some guy. What do you want? <laughs> um, uh, now, you know, he's been looking forward to the end of her athletic career. Well, not, you know, looking forward to it, but looking forward to spending being able to spend time together. Yeah. And, you know, she was always on the road, whether it be for the competitions or doing promotions or, you know, late night shows and stuff like that. She's a celebrity. Um, and he's looking forward to kind of a more normal time because uh, they've been together since college and it's been 100% sports ever since okay um and much like when you bring one of those fish from the bottom of the ocean up to the surface and the pressure changes uh it just sort of collapses into goo um she doesn't really know what to do with herself without uh doing competition at the highest possible level gotcha like that's uh, that's the way she kind of gauges her worth yeah 
Um, okay. and just try, we'll probably have her just like literally just following her for a day of just like, the fuck is this? There's so much time. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine the most boring day you've ever had. Yeah. And um, so she decides she's going to start taking a run at world records um, for okay. different things uh, as, as a hobby. But of course she immediately turns it into, you know, Olympic athlete levels of, of training and, and doing this. Right. Um, and Will Poulter is annoyed at this um, <laughs> because, okay, so this is just going to be what we do for the rest of our lives. I'm not going to divorce you because, because <laughs> I love you very much. I am, however, <laughs> going to show you what's what. And he starts taking a run at breaking Olympic oh. records. I'm sorry, Guinness records. And, you know, she's going for things, obviously, like, you know, the highest jump over a so-and-so and things like that. And he's going for some of the, like, the weirder things that David Rush did. Okay. That are, you know, maybe a bit more achievable uh, if you don't have a huge amount of talent. But if you have the persistence and the dedication, you can do them. Right, right, right. And he starts outpacing her. Oh, so this, this is, is sort a of a Guinness World Record version of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it has that kind of vibe um, to the point where, the, you know, now they are both, I've been trying to think of like, do I want the, the climax to be them both chasing the same record mm. um, and have that be, you know, them doing so-and-so or have them chasing the same record, which is the most records broken in one year. Okay. Um, I can't decide which is more comedically and dramatically interesting. Um gotcha. But yeah, essentially that's that's what I'm looking at over the course of this is this very um, not slapstick. I'm trying to think of what the word is. Uh, kind of camaraderie comedy, I guess. Yeah, it, this is this is the kind of movie that if I made it in the 50s, I would have made it with like Jack Lemmon and Marilyn yeah, Monroe. Yeah, and not Walter Matthau. Hmm. Oh, well, you were doing the husband and wife thing, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, you could do the same thing. They were Anytime right. I hear Jack Lemmon, I think Matthau, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I apologize in advance if anyone is hearing this beeping. I think there's a truck outside. Do you hear it, Rob? No. Okay, good. So, uh, where were we? We were talking about, uh, oh, I said, you know, I imagine it is kind of that that very 50s uh, uh, Billy yeah. Wilder sort of film. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sort of, uh, yeah, basically anything with John, John Lemon, Jack Lemon back then, like maybe fortune cookie almost too. Um, I like it. I like, uh, I like the, I like the, it, so my question for you is, is it a friendly competition or does it get sort of dramatic? Um, I, I think it becomes a problem. Yeah. But it's still a comedy, right? It's not like, yes, yes, it's not yes. like a psychological thriller where we're starting to see like their marriage unravel. No, I don't want anyone to die. Okay. Okay. Are you are you sure? That's usually the way we pitch movies. <laughs> I mean, we might get there. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, and that was called Consolation Prize. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess I'm just, I'm trying to think of like a way to end it as well. And it would probably be. Well, we can come. Up I oh, you know, I think screwball comedy is the word I was looking for. Oh, OK. Yep. Um, suddenly I popped in my head. That. And I think the way I was thinking about trying to end mine would be. Um, I know it's a little sappy, but maybe there's like a big ceremony and they both kind of walk away from it. Um, OK. Oh, like they decide like their marriage is more important than this. 
Yes. I like that. I think that's a good way to end it, especially because it ends kind of on an inspirational note when the true, the real article is very inspirational. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to base a movie on this nice man and, <laughs> and be like, he's drive horrible. him too hard into the earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what I got. Uh, Nick, now I must ask the counterpoint. What do you got? All right. Okay. Uh, so your movie is a little bit more fleshed out than mine. Um, as seems to be the case. Um, however, this is going to be interesting. I'm pitching an animated movie. Oh, um, so we're going to go a little bit different here. Um, my movie is going to be animated similar in the style of Mitchell's versus the machines. Mm. Um, and it is directed by Henry Selleck, classic, classic animation director. Mm-hmm. Um, my cast stars, the voices of Dave Franco, Kyle Kinane, Aquafina, Ellie Kemper, and Seth MacFarlane. The title of my film is Fried Dough. <laughs> now, <laughs> the reason my film is titled Fried Dough, um, it is a small town in New England. Um, it doesn't have to be New England. It can be anywhere. I just happen to love New England. Um, but uh, four best friends, probably in their late teens or maybe in their 20s, um, live in this small town and they decide that the town is uh, it's an animated movie. So the town is thematically kind of not depressed, but it's kind of like there's nothing going on. No one really has a major skill set or anything like that. And it's kind of just like they go among their business, living their lives and kind of just wake up and then go to bed. You know, like they don't have anything living they're living for in their lives uh not in terms of like oh my god it's depression and suicidal just you know in in animation world their lives are boring um so these four uh friends uh which will be dave franco kyle canane aquafina and ellie kemper um decide that they all actually have some special skills uh and those special skills actually give them the idea to create a carnival in the town like a carnival or a fair um, so they decide to create a carnival in their small town to showcase their talents. And what that, that, what that carnival does is it kind of ends up inspiring the rest of the town to try new hobbies and to try things that they might excel at and showcase them. So it's more of a talent show at this carnival and showcasing their talents and things are getting better and people are happier and uh, there's just more positivity in the neighborhood um, until a corporate entity some like big generic corporate company, like, you know, global worldwide universal, something super generic like that uh, comes into town and tries to buy out the rights to the carnival. Uh, And the big CEO of that is obviously Seth MacFarlane. So (laughs) of course what he's trying to do is buy the rights to the carnival and the rights to their skills and stuff so that he can basically turn a profit on it. Uh, And it starts tearing the town apart. And, you know, half the town is like, no, this is our thing, including the main four um, or maybe main three, just to have a little bit more drama between the group. Um, You have like three of them versus one of them are on the side of like, no, this is our thing. This is our hobby and our talent. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one of them, along with half the town or something is like, no, we can make money selling this. Let's just sell it and get over it. But the other ones are saying, like, if we do that, then we've lost everything we've worked for. And we just go back to the way we were living before this. So Mm. what's the purpose? Interesting. Um, 
So that's that's basically my premise. Uh, and it's kind of a inspirational animated film. Um, I I put it kind of in tune with Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, um, okay. Kind of something like that, similar to that. With a similar animation style, but I just love like Into the Spider-Verse, Mitchells versus the Machines. I love the animation style of those movies. Kind of like a small frame rate, you know, with, with mm-hmm. cool like popping colors and things like that. Yeah, Mitchell's um, versus the Machines. If folks who haven't seen it, it's one of the best animated movies I've seen in years. It is a fantastic film. I I love that movie, and I I I, I think it deserved best animated picture. But again, the Oscars do not care about animation, as it's proven time and time again. They just hand the Oscar over to Disney because it's the easiest thing to do. Yes. Um. But yeah, that's that's my movie. Yeah. It's called Friday. Do. Seth MacFarlane is a good choice because it's fairly rare to see him like a, do voices in projects that he hasn't made yeah and not only that but i really want him as a villain i want him <laughs> as you know it's 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 brian griffin's voice like i just want that mm-hmm. that tenacity to the character yeah. well, off the top of my head the only movie i can think of that he's done a voice in that he hasn't like written and directed is the first uh sing oh is uh, he in that I've, i haven't seen those movies yeah he, oh, he plays a, a mouse who's like a frank sinatra style singer nice which, you know, that's his wheelhouse. So I don't think he was in the second one. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard they're actually pretty good. Similar to Trolls. Apparently Trolls is a fun time. I don't know. But I haven't seen those. I haven't seen the second sing, but I liked the first sing. And it's pretty much the reason. Um, what's his face? I just. Uh, Taron Egerton uh, got the Elton John um, role. <laughs> oh, really? That's yeah. funny. I just watched, as you know, I just watched Ted 2 for the first time last night, and I still can't get over the Liam Neeson cameo. Um, <laughs> I won't forget what you did for me here today. <laughs> you do understand that I am not actually a child. <laughs> yeah. I've led them leave. <laughs> Tricks are exclusively for children. I kind of uh, kind of sniffed that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no. I will not be followed on my way home with these tricks. No, that's not that's not really in our budget. <laughs> God. I the only thing he buys. I know it's he just puts it in his jacket, and then there's the end credit scene where he comes back to return it and he's just got the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> Such a good bit. I digress. Um I like the Ted movies. I think they're funny. Some of the jokes are obviously dated, but um I think it's a good time. And I think the thing I really like about those movies is that Mark Wahlberg gives 110% in both of those films. I I will go back and watch one scene from that movie over and over and over again. Ted won. And it's when Ted has hookers over the apartment and one of them is apparently (laughs) taking a dump on the floor. And Wahlberg is like freaked out on the level of like, oh no, there's a spider in the apartment (laughs) making Mila Kunis clean it up. Clean it up. Don't touch me with it. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I think I got some on my thumb. And he goes, no! <laughs> it's so good. It's perfect delivery. It's that. And then my favorite moment is just his line delivery when they get into the fight and the TV drops on him. And he's crying. And Ted just goes, what are you crying for? And he just goes, my dick is squished by the TV. <laughs> oh, it's good so British. funny. Um, but as always... I digress. Uh, that is my pitch. It is an animated feature. Now, here comes the question, Rob. Do we want to make an animated feature? Or do we want to make a live action movie? I I thought you were about to say, what do you got? And I, I was like, <laughs> did I have a stroke and like completely made up the part where I Oh, do we already movie? do that part? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, Rob, God. what do you got? <laughs> ah, shit. This is, this is the worst pitch, time. Pitch loop. me another movie. <laughs> 
there must be some kind of way out of here. <laughs> just close out the software. <laughs> just leave. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's the question, though. Do we want to do an animated movie or do we want to do live action? I, the reason I chose animation over anything else, because one, I thought it would be fun because you can do a lot more crazy stuff with like carnivals and uh, like what my idea was that like Aquafina was an animal tainer. So, you know, you have mm. her putting her head in like a, a lion and things like that. Uh, and then <laughs> the four, the four things I had for like their skill sets was one of them was good at like juggling and acrobatics. One of them was good at animal taming. One of them was good at magic, which would probably be Dave Franco because it's a little callback to now you see me. Uh, and then one of them was just the ringleader, um, which I think was probably going to be Ellie Kemper. Huh. Okay. Wow. Hmm. These feel like it feels like this should be easy to combine, but I'm having a hard time with. Yeah, because because the way that I would think about it is, we basically take both stories, mash them together, and then your characters kind of become sub characters of my movie. But I don't know because that's that's basically just like half and half plot. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if those could be the leads. I guess that could work. You know, now that I think about it, kind of the gist of your pitch reminds me. Did you ever watch Deadwood? Did I ever watch what? Deadwood. Uh, I watched like the first episode and it was too slow for me. There's there's an episode of that show. It's probably my favorite where they're going to open up a theater in the town and they have kind of like an amateur night to promote mm-hmm. it. And everyone in the town kind of like comes to watch and some of them do talent show things. Uh, and you, you you see the people that you've been following this long have really fun skills that you didn't know about, and it's it's a nice episode. It's one of my favorites. It has the same kind of vibe as what you've been talking about. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, hmm. Yeah. Um, so I say, oh, damn, I don't know. I don't know. If, it doesn't really matter if it's animated or not. Um I just love the animation. I think it's fine if it is. Yeah, I I think we can stick with it being animated. I don't think it's a problem to do that. Um, So we can keep Hmm. the whole small town thing. Yeah. Maybe what we do, we drop the Olympic. Ooh, ooh, the Shailene Woodley character, because she was already like somewhat famous, Uh winds up like becoming in league with Seth MacFarlane. Uh, in order to make sure that she like quote unquote wins and has to be kind of like that's that's kind of a dramatic turn we can take okay. with it, is that the town has to demonstrate and her husband has to demonstrate that they really don't care if she's number one and everything so i'm i'm good with that i think what we do is we tweak a little bit she doesn't have to be an olympic athlete i think mm-hmm. we can basically turn your two main characters into the main characters with my plot Mm-hmm. where the two of them have decided that they're going to do these things, uh, you know, in competition with each other. And that's kind of what brings about the fair aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So we have them and then Seth MacFarlane's CEO character comes in and basically tries to buy Shaywene, Shaywene Woodley, Shaylene Woodley, <laughs> Shaywene Woodley. Um, Shaywene. He tries to, Shaywene. Happy Shaylene to you. He tries to buy Shaylene Woodley out. Um, and, the competition between her and Will Poulter uh, is getting so fierce that she kind of decides to do it because she wants to win so badly. Mm-hmm. So we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that has, that has juice. Yeah. I think it does. I think it does. Um, mm-hmm. Because then we can just utilize the two of them as our main still, and we can bring in the other actors as kind of the talent 
of the thing but i i don't know maybe it is less of like a carnival and more of a talent show yeah now we're kind of we're getting into that vein of like the classic uh 80s stereotype of like we got to win the talent show to save our rec center oh yeah it's 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 every uh 80s snowboarding movie or skiing movie like uh, the ones that it's always sunny satirized when they go up to the to the mountain to ski you know <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally just them, you know, we have to we have to defeat these suits, you know? <laughs> um so it's 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 the town rallying maybe behind Will Poulter as Shaylee Ooh. Woodley has become in Seth MacFarlane's pocket. I th- yeah, I think, you know, and if we're trying to like have kind of a denouement and like how do we fix this? You know the their the relationship between those two people being repaired, yeah, is also the town realizing they don't have to divide themselves along talent lines. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I think we utilize their relationship being repaired at the end when she realizes her faults, he realizes his faults, um, and they both turn to. You know what? It's actually really reminding me of. It's reminding me of the Hey Arnold movie. Yeah, actually, with the guy who try. What is he trying to do? He's trying to build a mini mall. Uh yeah, and they're gonna knock down the um the the is it a tree? boarding house, right? No, the tree's an episode. I think they're trying to knock down a whole section of the city. Now I'm now I'm mixing it up with the the newer Hey Arnold movie where they I haven't seen the new one shit. actually. Uh, so hey let's Arnold. see. Hey Arnold. This is gonna inform our entire movie pitch. This, this is to. absolutely gonna inform. Okay, Hey Arnold the movie, two thousand two. Arnold and company must uh, recover a stolen document. The whole neighborhood. neighborhood. Yep, to prevent the neighborhood from being bulldozed um, by the 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 evil Sheck, Mister Sheck, who's played by Paul Servino. Um, oh really? <laughs> wow, wow, there's some names in this: Jennifer Jason Lee, Christopher Lloyd, obviously Dan Castellaneta. Yeah, there's some, there's some names in this movie. I haven't seen this in a long time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that's a very similar premise where you kind of have the suit coming in to take over the whatever talent show or whatever we're doing. I think I think it I can it can be a fair. Yeah, yeah, we can maybe up the stakes a little with what it is. Like maybe yeah. it's a maybe it's a televised uh, talent yes. show, like yeah, a Star yeah. Search kind of thing. Well, uh, yeah, if we if we utilize like today's you know modern technology, it could be a Twitch thing. <laughs> Twitch or Discord <laughs> and the guy's trying to come in and buy it out so that he can own it um, and you know she's on board for a little while until she realizes what it's doing to the neighborhood and then her yeah. and her husband finally decide to you know take back the streets and uh... <laughs> and it could be that you know when they reunite um, the way we, we defeat the villain is that they organize the whole town not into individual acts but as like one big show to showcase everyone here. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's what they win with. Yeah. I like that. So they, uh, I guess the question, yeah, no, I guess we kind of answered the question about like why he's, I guess he wants to buy out the rights to the stream or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So let's, let's real quickly, <clears throat> let's, let's break this up into three acts just because we have the premise idea. So the first act, we have them getting together to create this challenge because they're trying to inspire the the neighborhood. I like the idea that we kind of do it where very similar to cloudy with a chance to meet balls, the neighborhood's very grim and gray. And then once they start inspiring people, you start seeing colors pop a little bit more. 
things become a little bit more colorful. You see Ooh. smiles more often, things like that, because people are inspired to like, you know, get on stage or, 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 you know, Twitch stream or whatever, yeah. just to kind of showcase things that they can do that they never thought people would want to see, which I think harkens yeah. back to the article and his, you know, trying to inspire people. Like there people, we go. everyone has a, a strange little hobby, you know, whatever it is. Um, and some are embarrassed by it. And I think especially in an animated format, it does a good job of showing you that you don't need to be embarrassed by the little quirky things that make you special. In fact, they should actually kind of help. Uh, they should kind of help pave your personality and, you know, show yeah. what you're capable of. And then you have uh, act two where her and her husband start getting a little bit more um, competitive um, mm-hmm. and kind of showing each other up a little bit from the yeah. get go. I think we showcase this kind of like strong competitive nature in the two of them. Yeah. Um, and that's when Seth MacFarlane kind of gets wind of the whole thing going on. You know, they're getting a lot of views and, and subs and follows and stuff like that. Okay. So she starts, uh, she starts getting in contact with him. Cause maybe, maybe he has the budget to help her showcase new talents and things. She can't, I don't know, like off the top of my head, like racing cars, like he can get her a racing car. If she wants to race a track or something like that, you know, <laughs> obviously like it doesn't have to be that, yeah. but the idea of like, he has the budget to get her new things to break new records yeah. and to showcase something, new- something evil plan. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then he, she falls into her, his pocket and she's obviously blinded by the fact that he's obviously evil. And then yeah. comes full force to realize it when the town starts kind of showing her what's going on. Kind of like, you know, showing the man behind the curtain. Um, and then act three would be the two of them in the town kind of coming back together to start the stream over uh, in a way that they can kind of kick that corporate, um, kick that corporate dude's butt. Get him out of here. <laughs> now, I'm just trying to think of a title because. What was your title again? Fried Dough, which I don't think works if we're doing a Twitch stream now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we could just call it affiliate. I don't think we should lean too hard into the specific nature of Twitch. That's that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so okay, so let's say it's like a streaming thing. They're trying to do something online. They're doing like a talent show portion. Um, hmm. I, I'm trying to think of like something live. like thumbs up or something like that. Going live. Going live. Uh, going live on, on live stream, stream is a little too technical. Yeah, I think that's a little bit too. It it feels like an early two thousands action movie, <laughs> <laughs> like Triple X or something. You got Twitch. You got. I don't. I don't know if it would translate, but instead of esports, we sports. <laughs> no, because that just thinks that makes me think of we sports. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> with the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yours was consolation prize. We might be able to go off of that. I don't mm-hmm. think that's right, but. Uh, also, oh, yeah. Who are we choosing for director? Because you chose McKay. I chose uh, Henry Selick. Uh, if it's animated, let's go with Henry. Okay. So we'll use Henry Selick. Keep the same exact cast. We just need a title, and I think we're good. Hmm. Um, speed running speed run could work um 
I'm gonna look up streaming slang. <laughs> okay. <laughs> streaming on Urban Dictionary. That's probably not where I want to go ever. Um, slang, 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 slang. 4K admin affiliate alerts. Band bandwidth. Um, is that too like computery? It's a bit too computery. Bitrate. Those are all like mainly Twitch. Yeah. Something with broadcasting, you know? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we probably have something in what we already have if we go back. What What do you mean? In the things we've already said. Okay. Um, this is always the hardest part of our episode. Finding a title. <laughs> it is. Folks, for those folks of you, shout at your speakers. And- <laughs> for, for those of you listening, it is very difficult to come up with not only just a title, but an entire movie pitch on the spot. That's sure why we is. only do the special guest episodes once every 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, maybe if we move away from the streaming nature and just go to the competition nature. We could do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, worldwide. Maybe something else with a W. Worldwide. What about next up? I like it. That's clean. Yeah. When they're announcing the next person to go and next mm-hmm. up, uh, Janie Fillmore will be, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'll sign off on that. Exclamation point or no? Yes. Okay. Next up. Cool. We did it, you guys. We did it. We've we done it again. We pulled a tooth for the forty seventh time. <laughs> we've pitched a movie that no one will ever see. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's episode 47. We've been doing this since 2019. We took huge breaks, obviously, during COVID, and there have been some some slogs along the way. But we're still going strong. Still going strong. That sounds, yeah, that's an 80s song right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> episode 50 is coming. <laughs> episode 50 is coming. And I've said many times we have ideas. Pretty sure I lied. Um, what? <laughs> we're working on things. We we we're brainstorming like we do on the podcast. Turns out neither of us are the brains of this operation. <laughs> I don't think there is one. <laughs> we share two brain cells and we rub them together to create fire. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Welcome to What Do You Got? <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening very much. You guys know where to find us: Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Gmail, all that stuff, WDYG podcast, what do you got? Wherever you want to find us. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, review, listen, share, all that good stuff. I have nothing else to add, Rob. Well, be sure to follow uh, Mr. David Rush wherever you can. As, uh, he keeps uh, trying to break records to inspire young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, for this week's episode, I've been Rob. I've been Nick. And that's what we got. <laughs> What Do You Got is recorded live at the Cape Swoosh Studios in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Our theme song was written and performed by Trevor Campbell. Additional music is provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And our wonderful logo was designed by Gabby Weiss. You can find her on Twitter at, at Gabby Weiss. 